0: Live from the bargain basement, two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about monster movies and more. It's Monsters vs. Men. Mafia, wake up, wake up! Wake up! You have created a monster, and it will destroy you. We're different. back. Well, a little different. A little different. Ooh. We're back, though. We we are back to the bargain basement, Alex. We are mm-hmm. back in the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves with a special new type of episode, potentially for the show, a Monsters versus Men conversation. Uh, similar, I would say, Alex, to an MVM Plus episode, but hopefully with a little bit more structure. A little <laughs> bit more relevancy for our audience, uh, and, and hopefully staying on on topic as as much as possible, with a, f- a few derailments, I'm sure. Uh,
1: of course, maybe we'll see. Well, we definitely stay on track. Typically,
0: we we do have an agenda, though. We we have some things that we'll definitely be covering in Monsters vs Men conversation today, including some new trailers that have been released this past month: Godzilla minus uh, one, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We'll talk about the Troll sequel, Alex. We might have to check that out when that's released. We've got some pop culture news that we'll be chatting about, including some Mike Flanagan stuff. If you are an MVM Plus listener, you know we're fans. Uh, And, of course, we will, at the end, have some 30-second reviews. I'm sure Alex has seen some things, and we will get his 30-second reviews uh, on the latest movies that he's watched, and he will give them Godzilla, Gamera, or gabra recommendations Mm. but alex let's jump at the top monster movie news the first thing the big news for us we got some godzilla news this past month with the release of the godzilla minus one trailer like the full trailer what do you think what are your first impressions man
1: yeah yeah Uh, it's kind of hard to believe we we haven't really talked about this yet (laughs) but um I think it looks very good. It seems to be a darker Godzilla. Uh, maybe not too dissimilar from something like, uh, I don't know. A lot of people go back to the original. It kind of feels hard not to with the time period. Um, but it, it, it just feels darker. You know, there's that sequence of, uh, it looks like I think it's the, maybe the main character, and he's like got blood, uh, running down his face, and he's like laying on his back looking up above him. Mm-hmm. That that moment is like oh this, this I feel like we're going for a r- pretty dark tone that is very welcome. I'm I'm looking forward to like a evil or a uh, force of nature Godzilla um, to kind of be be the balance of the scales to our friendly Godzilla in the monsterverse.
0: Right, right. I heard one. Uh, I saw one Twitter user say something along the lines of after the trailer, something along the lines of this looks like the first true horror Godzilla film since the original. Mm. Did you get those vibes?
1: Yeah, I felt like that too. I also felt like that uh, when I saw the 2014 Godzilla trailer, <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. But it yeah. didn't quite shake out that way. No. Um, but yes, the the vibe here feels a lot like the vibe I got in the 2014. Obviously I think the 2014 trailer is better, but you know, again, I think we've talked about that being more of like a short film almost.
0: <laughs> it is a short <laughs> right? film, that's a, that's a different type of trailer, right? There, <laughs> it really yeah.
1: is. But this one's good, and it does feel very horror, it feels unrelenting. And again, that I know we've defeated Godzilla in the past before, but I'm hoping no oxygen destroyer and another solution. Interesting. Uh, and so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, we'll see yeah. what happens. I mean, this is the beginning of their own universe, supposedly. So you, you may not be able to kill them just yet.
0: That's true. That is true. Um, I also saw another person. Actually, I know it was the same person The versus person like, this is the same, uh, or this is giving me horror vibes, you know, like the most horror like Godzilla movie since Gojira or Godzilla 1954. But they also said the one concern that they had was that, This was going to be a nationalistic sort of film, right? Uh, Do you share any of those concerns, Alex?
1: How dare the Japanese have any pride at all? How dare they? (laughs) I think it's ridiculous. I mean, this is post-World War II. Uh, Japan had done some pretty horrible things. I don't know if this is going to be nationalistic in that, like, they're proud of themselves at the time or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be the banding together and maybe even the healing of Japan afterwards um, after so much horrible destruction, you know, minus one, less than nothing. Um, yep. I think that's what it might be about. I, I don't, and I don't know if pe- if a community or a group of people coming together is inherently a maybe an evil nationalistic thing. Right. Right.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same as it's the same as Fifty Four, right? Like, um, yeah. Or I, I would go so far as to say the same as Shin Godzilla in mm-hmm. a sense. You know, uh, people coming together is not inherently nationalistic, but. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I, I, I get it. Like, I see maybe where you're coming from, but it will be interesting to see that the post World War II, like visibly post World War II, whereas mm. like '54 Godzilla, it's, it doesn't have that context. Not at all. Like that context is implied, but it is not explicit. This seems more like a almost alternative history sort of mm. thing, right? Which, which uh, well, I is,
1: absolutely love alternative history.
0: Yeah, which I think is cool, right? This could be a, a really cool idea. So we'll see. That's that's definitely a difference between the original and this one. Uh, so yeah, I'm just excited to see what comes of it because uh, the Godzilla design is pretty cool. I
1: was just about to ask you, what do you think about it? It does look pretty good.
0: It looks pretty good. looks pretty good. So uh, it, it, it's not... Incredibly unique, I would say. Like, there's nothing in there that's surprising, right? But it is just a solid design, right? Mm. Um, I mean, it obviously is very similar to the the design that we saw for the Godzilla ride, right? Right, um, very similar, but it's still that's a solid design. Um, I, I will take that and watch a movie with that Godzilla mm. and. Be okay with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of the Japanese Godzilla designs, they they, they feel more like ref, refinements in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you get that Showa Heisei leap, um, but it, it kind of feels like a natural way to go. And then yeah. and then from there, it just feels like a natural evolution. Shin Godzilla notwithstanding. Um, yep. So I think it makes a lot of sense for the Japanese Godzilla to well look like Godzilla,
0: (laughs) for sure, for sure. Well, the next trailer then, which is so minus one, comes out December first. But before we even get to that, Alex, I I guess it's November first in Japan. Is is that right? And I think think it is. Yeah, early November, Japan, December first for its U.S. release. The new. Uh, monarch tv series on apple tv monarch legacy of monsters releases november 17th alex mm. and apple tv releases an episode at a time correct so yeah um they will i don't know how many episodes are in it yet uh i don't know how much has been released but the trailer has been released i'm curious about your impressions on that one
1: yeah i uh i didn't know what to expect eric when I heard about it, I was a little bit uh hesitant to, to say the least, I was hesitant about what was gonna be going on in the in the show. You know, you hear Godzilla show, I immediately think budget. Right? Mm. How many episodes of this can they really do? Seems like an expensive project, especially since holy cow, it's ten episodes. Oh, wow! So awesome! I mean, golly, that's quite a budget, especially if you want decent effects, which we know uh are somewhat hard to come by right now, but it does seem like uh, there's kind of a return to norm norms in terms of effects they seem to be have they seem to have been really improving lately after mm-hmm. like a two year hiatus of just inequality whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but it turns out people care
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and it turns out if it looks bad, you're gonna get lambasted on Twitter, and that does result in less sales for your product.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, turns out quality matters.
1: Right. So, I, uh, <laughs> can you imagine the, the different discourse if Ant Man didn't have that ugly Modoc? <laughs> Not that M.O.D.O., oh, you and me didn't really have a problem with Modoc but we had other problems. But no. anyway, um, <laughs> I'll, we'll leave Marvel out of this.
0: Yeah, we'll leave Mar- I Marvel
1: out of very I was very happy with what I saw here. As I watched this trailer, I the, the one thought I had while watching it was, they get it. Mm. They understand this universe and how to execute on it right. I Oop. I felt like they really just understood everything about it uh, yeah. while watching yeah. it. Like the the tone was perfect. Yes, we're, we're, yeah. we're probably going to laugh a few times here, but the the scale was there. The effects were there. The interesting characters popping up in moments, iconic moments from the films were there. Um, And I feel like it all works, and it all seems to be centered around new characters for the most part. Um, Yes. Which is good. I don't need every... I like everything being tied together, but with different people's perspectives on the events. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see how all that shakes out. This really sold me. Um, Dude. Especially John Goodman being somehow a part of this. And then, I am a big Kurt Russell fan, so... I saw him, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm over the moon, but... I think they get it. What about you?
0: Look, man. Yeah. If you ask me what am I more excited about, like three months ago, Minus One or Monarch Legacy of Monsters, I would say hands down, Minus One. Now I'm like, ah, it's a toss-up, <laughs> honestly. It really is because I tell you, the uh, Legacy of Monsters trailer impressed me and it just gave me a small hope that – they could do something incredibly unique with the monster genre. Mm. Um that's something that like literally just hasn't been done. We got we get giant monster series in animated form, but like something like this, mm-hmm. this has not been done yet. Right? Right. Uh and this is has the potential to reach a pretty wide audience. Uh, yeah, it's Apple TV. But also, Apple TV has phenomenons on it, uh, right? It, like, it, like it, honestly, people,
1: Apple TV has become the home for awesome
0: sci-fi. It has. It, it has. And I mean, it, it has hits. Um, it has Ted Lasso, right? Um, mm, silo. Uh. <laughs> it has Silo, right? It's got It has hits. I think if you get the human characters right, it's going to be hard to get this thing wrong.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm interested to see how this timeline works too. Mm. It seems like we're weaving pretty far back and pretty mm. far forward. Um, I'm wondering, like, are we going to go? And there's probably something in there that indicates how far we may go. But are we going to go past King of the Monsters? Are we going to go past Mm -hmm. Godzilla versus Kong? Or are we going to. Or is the stopping point Godzilla 2014? It feels like Godzilla 2014 might be a jumping off point for one of our characters. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what it kind of looked like to me. Like, that girl that gets out of the back of the bus. That might be her introduction to this universe. And then we're going to have. All these characters from the past and future and who knows what else? The Hollow Earth. <laughs> um, who knows? It's going to be really interesting. I don't know how they're going to bring John Goodman's character and his, like, legacy into the rest of this. Because it... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm i wondering how they're going to make that character work. Because he he doesn't... He's someone who cares but he also at the end of the day like had his own agenda with um you know, on Skull Island for sure
0: yeah he he has it, it, i don't know how they're going to weave this together but i mean maybe the the um title gives us some insight right yeah. <laughs> uh and maybe something that it does have that history but extends uh beyond so I think, look, if you're going to add cool characters, a human element, mm. and lore to this monster verse, you're going to be okay. right? You're going to please fans and people pretty new to the series as well. How much Godzilla is going to be in it, I have no mm. idea. I have Will no idea. Will there
1: be an introduction wow. of any other Toho Monsters? Ooh, I'll say an no.
0: introduction of... I'll say no, to uh, <laughs> Which is totally I'll fine. S- it's just fine. They'll probably introduce some new monsters, I would imagine. I hope right? so. I think there was even one in the trailer, maybe. Well, the mon- um, I think...
1: I-, I wouldn't even mind just the ones we already have, just more in-depth. Because remember all those monsters yeah. from King of the Monsters mm-hmm. that we saw that we didn't get to spend any time with? Right. we we'll some time with them. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Will King Kong make an appearance? hmm I mean, he almost has
1: to in some sort of way. It might be pretty minor. Uh,
0: Will Godzilla vs. Kong 2 tie into this?
1: Lots of questions. Yeah, yeah, there might be some tethers. I I don't think... It's okay if it ties into it, but they don't Mm -hmm. need to go the MCU route of like, you have Mm -hmm. to watch this to see this movie. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, you could have a character from this go into that or something like that. And it just not matter that you miss legacy of monsters, but you would appreciate it more if you had Mm. right. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of synergy is okay. I don't think we need to really, here's what I'll say. The, the movies do not need to rely on the TV shows. If it's going to be anyway, the the TV show has to
0: rely on the movies. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh if they if they don't do it like that they'll mess up, right? Sort of like Marvel. Marvel TV shows have to rely on the movies. Movies can't rely on the TV shows. Exactly. Yep. Yep, yep. yep. Uh next news, man, just to keep on moving. There's another sequel
1: hmm? in our
0: midst nope. of another movie we have reviewed and it is Troll, Norwegian Troll. Uh you know the <laughs> Two thousand fourteen Godzilla Light.
1: No, no, troll. no, that's nineteen ninety-eight <laughs> Godzilla Light.
0: Oh, uh, that's right, that's right. That's what you compared it to. That's right. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Troll Two, mm. which Netflix has ordered a sequel to. Um the first film directed by Roar Uthog, um, who helped Norway's first disaster movie, The Wave. Oh, interesting. Okay. Sure. All right.
1: I mean, this will be a yep. disaster movie. You got a bigger troll than ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, that movie hinted directly at what's going to, that another one's coming. So I'm glad that they're. it was so successful that people really are, or that they're going to make another one. You know, um, yeah. we'll see what it is. Maybe it'll be an inspiration. Maybe it'll play off of, a, I don't know, if they pick a Godzilla movie, maybe like Godzilla Final Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Get the trolls from Troll Hunter, um, all the trolls from all the mm-hmm. troll movies in there, and just make yeah, chaos yeah. ensue.
0: What I didn't know was how successful <laughs> Troll One was. Mm-hmm. It was right? a big deal. I, troll I was, it was shocking. Look, it's the most popular non-English film of all time on Netflix. It's
1: a little goofy if you ask me, but that's okay. I mean, it's, it's a good movie. That's fine. I, I liked that a genre film captured I mean, what people will it so be? much. But it's like, I don't know. You've had big directors make movies on there. You've had all yeah. kinds of stuff. like, <laughs> yeah. uh, But but you're right. Foreign film. Um, that does make things Non-English a little bit Non-English
0: speaking, yeah. yes.
1: So, that, you know, that maybe makes some sense. I mean, more like sense. in
0: a film. Film is the other thing. Like Squid Game, I'm sure, has more views than Troll. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but that's a series, not a film, you know. So... There are some qualifications to that. Mm,
1: Agreed. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I liked it. Um, They figured out how to defeat one. Uh, I'll be interested to see why they can't defeat another one.
0: Mm, For sure. Mm -hmm. What's next, Alex?
1: So, uh, this is kind of old news, but in light of a recent episode I did with Faye, uh, The Last Voyage of Demeter, a film that hints Mm -hmm. at a relationship with the Wolfman. Um, hmm. I was interested to see Like What's going on Because this, I'm just going to say this about it I'm not going to Because you haven't seen the movie yet Eric But I'm going to say this about Last Voyage of Demeter It is the perfect setup For a shared universe Um, That does it the right way hmm. It's unfortunate that it lost like 30 million dollars At the box office <laughs> so you'll wow. never get that. Um but it sets up an interesting lineage of the movie uh with a very small tiny reference that Fay I mean I noticed the I noticed the cane that's in the movie but I didn't attach it to who what character normally has the cane. And it turns out that the, the uh Fay she pointed out that the cane belongs to um the Wolfman in the universal monster movies. Hmm. Uh, Talbot. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, Oh, interesting. And it's like, then it asked, then because of where it is in the movie, it's like, it asks all these questions, but you, hmm. but the, it, that's it. Like it's a small little hint. And so I was like, wow. well, is universal ever going to do anything? Because this movie is not going to be able to build a universe. Cause it, it just flat out flopped. It was in theaters for in my area, literally for one weekend. I tried to go see it, I couldn't. I had to find other methods. Um Wow. And then wow. so I did I I did a little bit of digging and I, I guess around the time uh let's see, back in April, um the directors of Scream Six, that I guess this is not too long after that movie came out, they were asked about their next project and they said that they're gonna be doing a universal monster movie. Now mm. Which monster, they have not disclosed. No one knows what monster it's going to be yet. I feel like everybody wants to tackle Dracula first. But with two Dracula movies bombing this year, I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard hard to say <laughs> if there's if that project's still going to be kicking after what happened this year. Um, but they said that what they're wanting to do is... They want their project to be completely standalone. But they said that the studio's approach to this is weird, original way into a classic universe. Hmm. So one director says it's standalone, and then the other says it's a weird, original way into a classic universe. What that tells me is, yes, it is standalone, because it's the first movie in the universe. Yeah, potentially. But yeah, it's going to go into other things, which, again, I'm all for shared universes if you can do it right. Uh, I just have found very few people that can. Yeah. What do you think, Eric? Are you wanting another universal monster universe?
0: Well, I mean, there's been hints of that for a while and nothing has ever happened. Well, well, no, they they keep doing it, but their
1: movies that start the universe keep bombing.
0: Fail. Yeah. I wonder if there's something to that, though. (laughs) Right. Um, I don't know. I am curious to watch *Foliage* for sure, and I'm wondering if it might get a second life on streaming at some point. I, um, if it's a good enough movie, we'll I see. I
1: hope so. It deserves it. Honestly, it it deserves a second look, and it deserves time and attention. It, mm-hmm. It's a it's an expensive movie. You'll see why. You'll see why. that, <laughs> those, that set All is right.
0: impressive. Nice. All right. Cool. Um. All right. The next thing, Alex, we're going to jump into, we've done a little uh, monster movie news. Now it's time to transition into some more pop culture news, maybe kind of indirectly related to some of the things we talk about on this show. Uh, We have talked about this on MVM Plus before, but we are both pretty big Mike Flanagan fans, wouldn't you say, Alex?
1: Oh, yeah. I can't wait.
0: And so, October twelfth, we have got the release of the Fall of the House of Usher, the latest series from Haunted, uh, the Haunting on Hill House, and the Haunting of Bly Manor, and what are the other ones, Alex?
1: Uh, it's the the Dracula one or the Vampire one? What's it called? Oh, uh, <laughs> what's it called?
0: Uh, Midnight, Midnight Mass.
1: Mass. He also did the one that neither one of us finished. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're yeah. big fans, I, yeah. I just I, honestly I just wasn't in the mood for another horror show at the time. I think that's the only reason I didn't get past the first episode. I i enjoyed it, but
0: Midnight Something, uh, Midnight Club, Club. yeah. Midnight Club. I am excited for this one though. um I think it will be a, a, kind of a return to that sort of house, uh, a haunting of Hill House or haunting of Blight Manor feel. Um, so, the fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. It, it, obviously, Edgar Allan Poe, inspired. How inspired, we don't know yet, but uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah.
1: I mean, reviews for it have already come out, um, even though it's still, I think, a few weeks away, right?
0: Yeah, October 12th.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I was on IGN not too long ago, and they gave it a 10 out of 10. Um Wow. And so I'm excited to see how he adapts a Edgar Allan Poe story. I'm it, I'm sure it'll be very good. I, I have full faith in the man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm just excited. I hope that it hits the levels of Hill House and Midnight Mass. Um, yeah, I agree. That would be Hill
0: House is still no, my favorite definitely. of it's those.
1: And, that, and that's saying by, something, because Midnight Mass is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, Midnight Mass is great, uh, but Haunting of Hill House is just on another level. It, uh, it's really it's, good. It, just
1: <laughs> Every technical level of that movie is
0: perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And so, man, if this one can get even in that sweet spot between those two, it'll be great. Um, and after this, this has kind of been like a staple, honestly. For like the last, what, four years, he's released a Halloween show on Netflix. <laughs> um, and this is the last one for Netflix oh, for now because he is switching over to Amazon. Wow. They pulled, out, um, they pulled out
1: their wallet on that one, huh?
0: They did. And uh, according to everything I read, what he is starting for Amazon is a Dark Tower series. No. Alex. No. Yeah. Really? That's, this is yes.
1: Dude. Mike it, Flanagan yeah. doing the Dark Tower is the only thing I want. That's this, that's the most
0: this is what I hear.
1: That's the most hyped I am for anything. That's uh yeah, that's like a dream in that's in like works, a man. dream come true type of thing. Having someone it's, like him manage a, a show, a book like that.
0: In a series as well. It has to be. Right. Yeah, I think it has to be. It two. has
1: to be. It has to be a long series. I mean, he's not getting away with even three seasons.
0: Um, mm. how many? How many books is it?
1: Uh, well, so the original run was seven, and then they added an eighth book that took place in between two, uh, many years later. Um, mm. you don't need that one, obviously. Honestly, you could you could yeah. probably cut like. Y- I mean, you could really trim down a lot of content. Um, in there. It's weird. Dark Tower is a hard, <laughs> oh man, that's a hard book to tackle. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with Flanagan making his own creative liberties with it, because yeah, the right. Dark Tower series is like a nexus for all of Stephen King's works up until that point. Um, mm-hmm. Characters from all the books are coming into it now. They, it doesn't. You don't have to know their history. Uh, I didn't when I was reading them. But you see all these big characters from Salem's Lot, um, from the stand, and they're big major characters in the book. Um, and they, they, it seems like they come there after they die. Hmm. And so it's really, it's really an interesting series with a lot of characters, a lot of references, but, most importantly it's really the new, the main characters of the of the series are
0: not from other books. Mm. So right. Just so like how much he leans into that. Right.
1: And you, and, and you yeah. really don't have to lean into him. I mean, you can do vague references to like uh the preacher from Salem's lot. Like 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 he, like mm-hmm. he can be in there and you can just have like yeah, like vague recollections of things that have happened
0: um yeah i mean it's like easter eggs basically yeah.
1: and then they carry on like you can, you can give them vague backgrounds and then they carry on with the story yeah. there's a lot of ways to make it work and i have faith that if anyone can do it mike flanagan
0: yeah yeah me too i as someone not too familiar with the books i have heard good things and have faith in him as a director so i think he pulls something big and epic off like that
1: mm, it can't be any worse than the movie
0: yeah, that's what I heard. <sighs> what a
1: disappointment. Oh man, I still die inside thinking about that. Yeah, I took Cece to that movie, hoping that it would be good. That was the last
0: like poor uh, Idris Elba. That was like his last big <laughs> movie that he's had since then. No,
1: not really. I, I, I think he he did uh he did Hobbs and Shaw. He was a bad guy in that. He's done a few. What's that? That's a Fast and the Furious spinoff with The Rock oh. and
0: Jason Statham. As I said. Oh, uh, Lord. (laughs) I I was trying to say his last serious role. Oh, uh, serious. Something else?
1: Uh, uh, That movie, I don't know. I can't take any of it seriously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing, one last thing, Alex, in uh, pop culture news, I'm excited for December 8th. We have got Miyazaki's The Boy and the Heron, which is a different English title than the Japanese title, How Do You Live? Um, mm. Miyazaki, apparently, he said it's his last film for like the last three films. But, I mean, he is getting up there. At some point, you know, he won't make another film. This one might indeed be his no. last. Did you did you I'm hear intrigued. what he said
1: after he said that?
0: Well, he said, he. I mean, he's just keeping on working. Right. Like he said, he's, he's not saying it's his last, right? Like, uh, he's just gonna, I, uh, for everything I hear, he's just going to keep on working until he's
1: done. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like just keep working until there's, you die and there's that half finished movie that no one will ever see, but they all want to. And then you release it in about a yeah. hundred years into a museum.
0: Yep. Yep. yep <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> um, the boy and the heron, in Japan, only released with a poster. That's true. All there was was a poster, and, like, there was no trailer. And the poster gave away zero, like nothing. Mm. Um, the only thing that it was a vague reference to, how do you live, is actually a popular book that Japanese kids read in oh, school. Oh, you've
1: mentioned this once before, um, I think, or someone. And I read this book.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I read it. I read it. Um, How Do You Live? I, yeah, I read this book. It's, it's pretty good. I, I liked it. Um, I could see it being a good book to read in school. Um, lots of interesting themes and conversations. So it's cool. Um, but apparently it is not the book. Like, that's just kind of an inspiration f- for the film. Um and so i I am very curious uh, as to what the film will be like. Uh, it, it has received good reviews. I haven't, I have not. There's a trailer, a U.S. trailer out. I'm not watching it. Right? I haven't seen it. Uh, either.
1: I saw there was because
0: one. I'm 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 just saying no. I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to do kind of what the Japanese audience did and just go into this thing blind and check it out and hopefully have a good time watching it. So I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. I saw that a full trailer came out. And I was like, eh, I don't really care to watch this. I'm just going to go see it in theaters.
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, cool, man. Uh, that moves us into the final segment of our MVM conversation, which is 30 second reviews, which we have done before. Um, but I am going to let you go for Transformers war.
1: What is yeah, this? War for, the war for Cybertron trilogy. I've been, I've been, clicking away at this
0: the war the war for cybertron yeah trilogy? It's,
1: it's three mini series uh that were created over the course of i think it was one year maybe a year and a half for netflix um and hmm. each series is about eight episodes and
0: and you've watched them, I've all, watched now. them
1: all i've I've slowly gone over them like over like three or four years uh it's taking me really yep. long to get through it I I can't say...
0: So, Transformers War is what? It's one part of this trilogy? No,
1: so the trilogy is... Oh, what's the first part? I think the first part is War for Cybertron. And then one part is Siege. War for Cybertron. Hang on. Let's see. Transformers Netflix trilogy. I just watched it. Can you tell? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Alright, yeah, the War for Cybertron trilogy. The first section is let's see. You've got Earth nope, Earthrise is golly, this is so convoluted. Um Okay. First part is Siege. So uh War for Cybertron Siege, then Earthrise, and then Kingdom. Um and what they do is it, it, it's kind of cool I don't want to spoil too much of it for Transformers nerds Honestly, I, I didn't have a full Grasp of the story And I wasn't a big tra- I, lo- I really like Transformers But I wasn't aware that this was I mean, I knew it was a retelling of the War of Cybertron Right? The fall of Cybertron This is the big event that leads to The Transformers Leaving the planet uh, Coming to Earth and then all that stuff Um mm. But this is, it's kind of a retelling of it in a lot of ways. But then there's some small differences that become bigger differences um, as you go through it. But it ends up incorporating a lot of, like, Transformers lore that I'm not too familiar with. Mm. Like like uh, the old Transformers series Beast Wars. Remember mm-hmm. that? Did you watch that show? You had yep. to
0: have. I saw a couple of episodes. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So the, all of those characters are in this as well, and so you've mm, got this cool. cross of G1 Transformers and Beast Wars Transformers, and all this stuff going on in between that I am I, I've nice. had no knowledge of it it, it. it can be a kind of a dark series. It it sometimes it overstays its welcome in certain sections and certain like uh.
0: So we started your thirty second review now. Yeah, yeah, right? it
1: just started just now. Thirty just seconds. Now.
0: Alright, uh, just started. Alright, that was the yeah, context, yeah. now the review. <laughs> 30 seconds. 25.
1: Yeah, so, so <laughs> it, uh, it sometimes overstays its welcome, but I really like some of the ideas in it. I don't know. Octopus Prime seems a little weak. Uh, I like it overall. I would say it's probably a gamer tier, but I would really only recommend it to Transformers fans. And even then, I don't know if they're going to like it
0: or not. That'll be the end. That is a ringing endorsement.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't know. I like I watched a lot of this, and I'm just like, <laughs> I like this. It's got some pretty dark elements to it, surprisingly dark elements to it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Like, am I gonna be able to? Rep- uh, who am I going to suggest this to? And the answer is, I don't know anybody that likes this type of thing in
0: my <laughs> life. So maybe someone online. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. My 30 second review, Alex, is not a film. It is phone games. Phone I'm going to games. review do some 30 second review on some phone games. Oh, wow, all right. okay, ready? All right. so phone games. so wordle like games, you might say. <laughs> the first one that I want to recommend uh, or that I want to review is a game called Dunge Leon. That I've been playing for a long time. I've recently taken a break from all these games, but Dungeleon is like a dungeon crawler wordle Mm. game. And really it's all about figuring out the patterns and recognizing patterns and what comes first day to day. It's fun. Gamera tier. Okay. There's 30 seconds for Dungeleon. Gamera tier. Okay. Right. Next review. Next review is Connections. Uh, this is a, a, a New York Times game, which Wordle now is a New York Times game. But uh, con- Connections Connections is a game where it's kind of like, have you ever played, um, uh, what's, oh shoot, I can't think of the name of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Codenames. Have you ever played Code names? Uh, I've
1: never played it. I know what it is.
0: So Connections is basically like Code names, but you're trying to find the connections between four like things. It's a really fun mm-hmm. game. I give that a Godzilla tier. Really good. And then the last one, Alex, is a game that uh, some students recommended to me. So maybe that's why I don't like it very much. (laughs) It's called Contexto. And in Contexto, what you do is you type in any word. Any word. And an AI uh, computer tells you how close or how far away you are from that word. So you might type in the word window. And the AI machine says 1026 and that means it's 1026 words away from the word that the ai machine has chosen (laughs) and you are trying to use context to find the word and it is infuriating at times so that is my gamera tier so i had godzilla connections gamera dungeon, and gabra contexto there's your there's yeah. your uh, wordle like phone game recommendations for the weekend. Very
1: Alex. interesting, Eric. Uh, I'll give a uh, oh, I I, I could a game. Uh, it's an old one though, so I'll probably leave it alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is it for this episode of MVM Conversations. Next week, Alex, we have got a review of well maybe next week or in two weeks, deciding on however you l- release these episodes. i do, have I'll do next, week, our, next week. We have our review of Gamera mm-hmm. Rebirth. Uh, so I am excited yeah. for that. Oh, As always, though, Eric, they, yeah, go ahead. I just remembered
1: yeah. a movie that you won't listen to. Well, it's on NBN Plus, another NBN Plus, but I'll give you a 30-second review of it if you would like.
0: Yes, do Elemental it, 30 seconds.
1: On Disney Plus, Pixar movie. Skipped it, seemed so boring. I even bad mouthed it on an episode of, uh, I think it was Monsters Inc. or Monsters Inc. episode because I thought the idea was silly. <laughs> but after watching the episode, it did not deserve the hate and the box office bombing that it had. Very fun movie, wonderfully animated, uh, surprisingly more, uh, age. Uh, focus. It, it, it's a higher age focus than I would expect from a Pixar movie.
0: Hmm. But, very good. You mean an older yes, audience? I couldn't think of the words. I'm stumbling <laughs> over here. But yeah, focus... I've but, heard good things, actually. I've I Recently, I've heard good things. So, I don't know. That, that yeah. could be worth checking out. Thanks for the uh, final 30-second review there. Yeah, of there. course. Uh, <laughs> as always thank you for listening to monsters vs. men you can find the archive of past episodes and connect with us at our website mvmpod.com or follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at mvm underscore pod. You can become a bargain basemite mate at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive regular bonus content, including early releases, watch-alongs, producer chats, and our undying appreciation. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basir, Christopher Clavero, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma rock band for PlayStation Three, which formed Subblock B. Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't
1: forget what target audience is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, try and try to, to stay, to stay alive. alive.
1: Mafia, wake up! Wake up!
0: You have created a monster and it will destroy you!